welcome to come back with you one more time to share an exciting message that the Lord has placed on my heart. And if you notice, I'm wearing my football jersey because we're, we're about to play some Holy Ghost football in here today. Come on, people. So before, as always, before I get into my messages, I always have to bring it to the Lord and ask the Lord to put His blessing on it. So let's go. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for your grace. We thank you for your mercy that kept us and preserved us, Lord God, so that we can stand here one more time to give your name glory and to bring you honor, Lord God. Father, we ask that you pour your blessing out upon us, Lord God. We ask that you pour out your spirit and fill us up, Lord God, until we overflow. Lord, we ask that not one of our words will escape our mouth, Lord God. But we ask, Lord God, that this word will be a rhema word for somebody. This will be a rhema word for the nation. This will be a rhema word for the church, Lord God. So, Father God, here is your vessel. Use your vessel according to your will and according to your purpose. In Jesus' glorious name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So last time we met, we spoke about a message called the Great Intermission. And in that message, we discussed Israel in the wilderness and the halftime show at the Super Bowl Sunday. And now we will continue our series in these uh, messages. And today I have a message called The End Zone. And this is going to be a discussion uh, regarding the children of Israel entering into their promised land. You see, uh, in 2020, the Lord told me that it was going to be a year of crossing over. But before there could be a crossover, there would be a great Passover. I don't know about you, but that kind of scared me. So I began to study the crossover in conjunction with the Passover. And I came to understand that the Passover um, was what kicked over the crossover for the children of Israel. Because if you remember, the the, there were 10 plagues, um, but all of those 10 plagues, none of them caused Pharaoh to understand who God was. But because remember when Moses came to Pharaoh, Moses says, uh, uh, Pharaoh said, I don't know who the Lord is that I should listen to him and let Israel go. But when the Passover took place, we saw not only that Pharaoh let the children of Israel go, but he was begging the same Moses to pray for him. So the Passover, I want to submit to you, kicked off a great crossover. And when I talk to you about the Passover and the end zone and the crossover, I want you to understand that many things are happening right in the middle of all of this. The Passover is kicking off a crossover, and, and, and the whole, that, the whole uh, uh, point of, of the crossover is to get to the end zone. So this Passover plague... This Passover plague that we are experiencing in this great pandemic, you may not think it is a Passover, but it is a Passover for us. See, in the Passover, the children of Israel, they had to go in their house. They had to stay by themselves. They had to cook this lamb and they had to eat it by themselves. They had to put the blood of the lamb over their doorposts and they had to stay by themselves. Right now, we are in a pandemic that has caused us to be by ourselves. We are locked behind doors with our families. We, we're basically hiding away from a plague. Come on. See, the Passover was the only plague strong enough 
to deliver the children of Israel from the Egyptian bondage. And today it is still the, the thing that is strong enough to deliver us from the bondage of sin today. That is just the kickoff. But the football game, oh my God, that is just the kickoff of the football game. But there is a great 100-yard field for you to cross. Oh, my God. Somebody, I want you to get this and understand that God, this pandemic is not by happenstance. This pandemic is not by chance. There is a great crossing over ahead of you. There is a 100-yard football field ahead of you to cross over. And just because we're experiencing Passover right now, it doesn't mean that uh, 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 it doesn't mean that we have arrived. It, we, we are in the end zone, but we didn't score a touchdown as yet. Oh my God, come on somebody. Oh, sure, Sandaya. Let me talk to you about the touchdown. Oh my God. You see, in football, to score a touchdown, you must cross over the goal line, but you must have the ball when you cross over the goal line. See, there in, in foot, listen, I don't really know football, y'all, but I'm just wearing this jersey, y'all, to make you think that I know football. So when I share these um, the football terms, I don't want y'all to laugh at me. I just, I just want you to understand that um, God is trying to use football to make a point. God is trying to tell you that there's a kickoff taking place right now. The ball has been punted to you. It's been kicked to you. And now it is your chance. It is, you, it is up to you to make something out of this. See, the kickoff in football literally means to pass the ball over to the other team. We do not need, oh, Shandaya Bakosai. We do not need a microscope to see that a Passover is taking place globally. This pandemic is kicking off something greater than we can understand right now. You see, in 2020, the Lord brought my attention to the DNA crossover process. So what am I talking? I'm talking about kick off. I'm talking about Passover. I'm talking about crossover. But stay with me. Remember what I said? The kickoff is the Passover. The Passover is the kickoff. But what happens after the kickoff, that's what makes a difference. So in 2020, the Lord brought my attention to the DNA crossover. Although I did not understand why, now I can see that God was trying to tell us that there is a shift. There was a change. There was something taking place in the DNA of man. Of man. I don't know what it was. How could it happen? I didn't know anything about what was happening. But I knew God was trying to tell us that something was happening in the DNA of man. Now we see that COVID, that's coronavirus, it crossed over from the DNA of animal to the, to, uh, to the DNA of humans. Now, you know that didn't happen just by itself. Something happened to, ca to cause a pathway to be created for this, 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 this bad virus to cross over into the DNA of man. But see, God was talking to us about DNA in 2020, but we just didn't get it. And now, when we see something happen like that, now we see not only that there's a, a crossover of a, a lethal virus that is causing people to die. No, th this is representation of the plague, the, 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 the death angel that was passing through in Egypt. Because see, when, when, when the death angel come, he was coming for people do, that were not under the blood of Jesus. 
oh my God, it was coming for people that were not covered by the blood of Jesus. So when this Passover is taking place, I understand that Christians are going to die. I understand that, that, that people that are not saved is going to die. But you got to understand that there is a crossover taking place at the point of death. You are crossing over from the natural realm to the spiritual realm. But the, this, the, the problem with crossing over, the problem with death is not, is, not what, is not that you die because everybody is going to die one day. Everybody is going to die one day. But after death, what is what, after death? That's where it comes down to. Many crossovers are happening in this Passover. Many people are losing their lives in this pandemic. Some are crossing over on the banks of eternity to meet, meet with their Lord and Savior. Some are crossing over on the banks of eternity to meet eternal damnation. And see, I come here to tell you this morning that you are in that end zone. You are, you are positioned in that end zone and when you make that cross over make sure you're crossing over into the right goal line oh my god Ooh, my god i want to i, I want to bring us i want to bring us to the goal line the lord wants to want you to understand that you're at the goal line See, go with me to Joshua, Joshua chapter 5. So it was when the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of Jordan and the kings of, the, of Canaan who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel until they had crossed over, their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. And so here we see the children of Israel on the plains of Jericho. They had just crossed over the Jordan River and they were in their end zone, but they had yet to score their touchdown. Jericho was shut up. No one was going in. No one was coming out. And they were in, but they were in the end zone. They were in their end zone. They, you could say that in football, they call this like the, the, the red zone is like the 20-yard uh, mark before the goal line. So you could say they're pretty much in their end zone. This is the danger zone for the enemy because they, 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 at any moment, they could score a touchdown. So right now, um, right now, we are in that end zone. We are in that red zone. And what we do it's in, in this pandemic, what we do in this end time, what we do in this moment, it's really up to us. Oh, my God. Because God said, I brought you to the point where it's up to you now to take your shot. It's up to you now. Oh, my God. It's up to you now. Jericho had seen how the Lord dried up the Jordan before the children of Israel crossed over. And now they see that touchdown was imminent. And I want to tell you something today. In 2021, the Lord is saying to you that this is the year for you entering your promised land. This is the year that you enter your promised land. You survived the wilderness. You crossed over Jordan. You crossed over that 100-yard football field. And now you've made it to your end zone. You have officially entered your promised land. It, it took you a while to get here, right? 2020 was hard on you. 
but you made it. You fought your way through the plague. You fought your way through sickness and disease. You fought your way through job losses and you fought your way through the loss of loved ones. You fought your way through COVID-19 and now you made it. You are here in 2021, but you're still in the red zone. You still didn't score your touchdown yet. You are still in the red zone. Oh my God. It's time for you to take your shot. Don't waste your shot. You are in the red zone because God sent, God sent you the help that you need to get to this point in your life. You're standing in 2021 when so many other people didn't make it. Don't lose your chance. Don't waste your shot. My God. Whew. Before I go any further, I want to share this with you. I was pondering on whether or not to share this message, right? Because, you know, I don't know about, I don't know football. You know, my husband tried to explain it to me. I, 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 I and you know, this is a shame on me because I went to the great Ohio State University and I watched the, the game here and there, but I am not, I was not into it. But it's hard to not, uh, you know, uh, to go to Ohio State and not uh, at least see football. So this football, I was introduced to football at Ohio State, and I was thinking, man, these people are crazy. They go crazy for football. They shut down the whole city for, this is college football. It's not even the F NFL. So, but anyway, you know, I was there to study. I wasn't there to study football, but I, I, I started, you know, you know, it piqued my interest because I see how interesting, you know, people get and how crazy they get when it's football time and, you know, the whole city shut down and, you know, they do crazy things like burn cars when they lost and, all, you know, this great big, uh, big thing for them. So I started, you know, here and there watching it. And, and so that, that's my, my first experience with um, really getting interested in, in football. And then when I see my husband watching something, I'll be like, okay, well, what are they doing? What, are they, what, is, what does this mean? So now I'm, I have this dream because I, I've been asking him about football because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to use football to share this message because I don't understand it that well. So in this dream now, as I was pondering on how to share this message, I dreamt that the quilt on my bed turned into a football field and the markings on the field was on it. And um, I heard the Lord instructing me on parts of the field. And like, you know, he was telling me about the, the, uh, the hundred yards in between the two end zones and the, the hundred yards were kind of elevated. And then the, the, the end zones were like in, the, in like a red marking color. And, and, and then I see some other markings and, you know, the first down and the different downs. And I see that's another thing. I don't even know about these downs. So anyway, I, in, in the dream, I'm waking my husband up to show him the quilt and to tell him that the Lord was instructing me to talk about football in this message. And so in the dream, he, can, you, can you imagine? We're sleeping, but I'm dreaming that I'm, awake, I'm waking him up to show him the quilt and to ask him, do you understand what this means? And I said, I remember saying to him that, you know, God is certainly making this clear for us to understand. And so this is how we get to where we are with this uh, message called the end zone. Because God wants to make it clear to us that we are living in the end times. This pandemic is not a joke. It's not entertainment. It is signs of the time that we are living in. 
God is trying to speak to America through the things that has America's attention. Last time I spoke to you about um, this great movie, these great series of movies, um, The Avengers and how the Lord uh, began to speak to me through Avengers and I never even watched these movies, you know? And now God is speaking to America through football because America, your attention is right where football is. If, 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 if we can see Super Bowl Sunday coming up next month, uh, your attention is no matter where you are, you're going to find time to watch. Oh, my God. You're going to find time to get to Super Bowl. So God is saying to you right now, you are in the end zone, baby, and it's time for you to get your attention on the things that matter. Oh, my God. It's time for you to score your touchdown. It's time for you to get Get in the game. It's time for you to get your focus where it needs to be. He doesn't want you to be left behind. You cannot afford to get to the end zone and have no ball. See, many players get to the end zone and they have no ball. Many players get to the end zone and they do not score. And many of us are getting to the end of our lives and we're not scoring a touchdown with Jesus. See, what, what is the problem? The problem is we have dropped the ball. The problem is we have lost sight of the one object in the game of life that we should keep in our focus. See, if you get to your end zone and do not have the love of God in your heart, if you get to your end zone and do not have Jesus in your heart, you will have dropped the ball. So let's talk about, oh my God, so let's talk about it. There's two ways, two type of touchdown that I want to talk to you about. There's a physical touchdown and there's a spiritual touchdown. You see, salvation is a spiritual touchdown. Jesus came and he kicked off the greatest, the greatest football game in all of history and it is still playing today. Jesus came, he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man is going to come to the Father but by me. See, the problem is right now why we're not scoring salvation is because we stop preaching Jesus. We stop preaching the cross. We stop telling people that Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No one is going to get to the heaven. No one is going to get eternal life without Jesus Christ. And that's the problem why we're not scoring. Remember, both the sheep and the goat got to the end zone, but only one scored a touchdown. And so if you don't know how to get to your spiritual touchdown, Jesus, you must recognize that you are a sinner, number one. You must understand that Jesus paid the penalty for your sins. You must understand that you have to accept what Jesus did on the cross for your sins. Because, see, that's the only way that you're going to get across that football field. That's the only way you're going to get to the end zone and still have the ball. You've got to have salvation. You've got to have Jesus in your heart at the end of the day when you cross over River Jordan. Oh, my God. Some people sing that old song saying, roll, Jordan, roll. And they hear this chant coming to carry them home. I wonder which home are you going to? Let me tell you something. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, let me tell you something. It's not going to be good on the other side.
aside. You got to get back to preaching Jesus. You got to get back to salvation. You got to get back to getting the love of God in your heart. Oh my God. We're going to come back to this. But let me tell you about your physical touchdown. You see, in 2021, the Lord is saying that you're in your promised land. You're in 2021. You're in your purpose. You are in your calling because God has a will. God has a purpose. He has a plan for your life. The Lord told Joshua, see, see, I have given Jericho into your hands and his kings and his mighty men. God had already told the children of Israel that this land was theirs, but they had to, they had to cross their football field to get it. Come on. They left out of Egypt. They crossed the Red Sea. They crossed the wilderness. And they were tackled in the wilderness. Come on. They were, they, they, they were tackled by the opposition in the wilderness. They, they cursed at God. They murmured. They complained. Uh, 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 and, and they worshipped false gods in the wilderness. They were tackled by the opposition in the wilderness. Some of them didn't make it across the wilderness. Some of them didn't make it to the banks of Jordan's river. Some of them didn't make it out of their wilderness. But God is saying to you right now, you are standing in 2021 because you made it through your wilderness. And God has a, a promise for you. There are some promises in your life that the Lord has given you and it looks like it's never going to come through. The pandemic seemed like it has washed away your hopes of ever achieving your goals. But I come here with some good gospel news for you. It's not too late to realize your dreams. It's not too late to achieve your purpose. This only thing that this pandemic did for your purpose is to reset your focus, is to reset your vision, is to refocus you, to cause you to understand that you are not in the driver's seat of your life. The Lord God Almighty, he is in the driver's seat of your life. He is Oh my God, he is strong. He is powerful. There's nothing that he cannot do. So even with a pandemic raging, even with a plague raging, God is able to preserve you. Oh my God. So let me tell you why you didn't score. We have two types of touchdown, spiritual and physical. But here's the problem. You fumbled the ball somewhere along the path of life. You fought, you struggled your way across the hundred yards to get to the goal line, but you dropped the ball. A fumble in football, and I'm de defining these terms, you know, based on what I look up on Google, because I don't know nothing about football. A fumble in football occurs when a player who has possession and control of the ball loses it. But here's my question to you. Why did you drop the ball? You see, sometimes we have to stop and we have to ponder and we got, because we got to regroup and we got to understand where we are. But, before, but we got to question ourselves. What caused me to miss the mark of the promises that God said I can have? God told the children of Israel, you can have this promised land. I've given it into your hands. I gave the kings in your hands. I gave the land in your hands. I gave all of its possession into your hands. But something is causing you to keep, is keeping you away from possessing what God says you can have. And so let's look at it. 
the quest for survival. That's one. Sometimes when you, 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 you're, try, you're just trying to survive, you can, you can, just, you can drop the ball. Because see, when in just, just in the quest for survival, you're gonna encounter setbacks and failures. See, you're supposed to encounter setbacks. And this is the problem. Many of us, when we encounter setbacks and failures, we stop, we quit. We're like, okay, that's it, God, I can't do no more. Oh my God. But let me tell you something. You don't get to score a touchdown if no opposing team is there. Anybody can pick up the ball and run the 100 yards down the field. But the problem is, you don't... Oh my God, you won't score no touchdown. You need some opposition to help you score a touchdown. Oh my God. Oh my God, I hope you're getting this in your spirit. You had to push to earn that extra dollar to pay the rent. You had to give up Bible study, prayer time, family time, church time, because you were pressing to get to the, to get to the finish line. So you gave up so much of the important things. You laid down the ball and not realizing that you were still moving across the field, but the ball wasn't moving with you. Mm. Let that not be you. And then the next thing, I'm giving you a list of some of the things that cause us to miss the mark. I'm giving you a, 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 a list of some of the things that cause us to not score a touchdown. Pride. Pride is one of them. Pride will cause you to drop the ball. Always remember that pride goes before a fall. I've seen many players, and, 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 and this is just in my limited uh, football vernacular, I've seen many players dropped the ball just outside of the goal line. They were running down the field and they had the ball. It was in their possession and they were just about to score and they let that ball go just before they reached the goal line. Come on. Somebody want to smack that person that dropped that ball behind the goal line. Come on. You got to at least make sure you're inside of the goal line before you drop that ball. So when you get too cocky, you miss the mark. And some of us, that's what, we, that's what we are right now. Because, you know, success has gotten to our head. We become famous or we become, you know, we become uh, so caught up in playing the game and become, you know, uh, we, we, we become so rehearsed, you know, in, in, our, in our way of, uh, of, of representing God that we drop the ball just before we clear the goal line. So we didn't score. We didn't score. The next thing that will cause you to not score is disobedience. Disobedience, because you see, you, you see, in every football game, there is a set of rules that you have to follow. And if you don't follow these rules, you, you, you will encounter something that they call foul in football. See, God has rules for you to follow. We cannot expect to score a touchdown when we don't follow the rules. We cannot expect to score a touchdown when we are walking in disobedience in, in, in the things of God. When God, oh my Sandaya, when you are walking in disobedience, you are breaking the football rules. And this is the thing that is keeping you going, washing in the blood, but you keep getting dirty. You keep washing in the blood, but you keep getting dirty. Oh my God, come on somebody. You gotta follow the rules. <clears throat> the next thing that keeps you from scoring your touchdown, rebellion. See, the thing, the thing is when you, 
when, when you commit a foul in football, there's a penalty. And see, penalty can set you back along the goal line. Penalty can set you back yards down the field. You see, the Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion open up the hordes of hell against you. You cannot rebel and walk in the blessings of God at the same time. Israel rebelled in the wilderness and they died there. Penalties can set you back years down the road, my friend. Penalties. Oh, my God. And penalties is your own doing. But here's the good news. The good news is there's a penalty for your sin, but Jesus paid it all. Thank God he paid it for you. Rebellion can keep you from scoring your touchdown. Setbacks and failures. See, I just talked to you about that. You get tackled by your opposition. Sickness may have tackled you and you lost your passion to praise. The loss of a loved one may have tackled you and you lost your passion to pray. Witchcraft may have tackled you and you lost your passion to worship. Job loss may have tackled you and you lost your faith in God. Oh my God, somebody. You got to expect setbacks and failures. You got to expect the opposition. He's not going to just let you run down the football field and not, and not tackle you. You are going to get tackled and sometimes you're going to get slammed to the ground. Sometimes you're going to come up with a broken leg. Sometimes you're going to come up with a broken bone or a sprained ankle. But, but here, that's part of the Game because the enemy is going to try to keep you from scoring. Oh, Shandorosaya. Setbacks and failures will keep you from scoring. And here's another thing. If you lost your faith in God, it will keep you from scoring. The apostle Paul was in his own end zone and he had this to say. He said, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. Oh my God, is that you today? Are you fighting a good fight? Are you keeping the faith? Are you in your end zone? Are you getting this? Oh my God. Oh, Shando Rosaya. You got to keep the faith. You can't afford to get to the end zone and have no faith. Jesus said, Hold ye of little faith. You see, it's a faith that's going to help you to endure to the end. It's a faith that's going to keep you, oh my God, in those moments when you are hard pressed on every side. You're going to keep the faith when you don't understand what is going on. Oh my God. And the next thing, you drop the ball when you lost the presence of God in your life. Because see, here's what Moses said. Moses said, if your presence does not go with me, do not take us up from here. Because you've got to understand that you're in, it, 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 it's the presence of God in your life that is going to cause you to overcome the enemy. You've got to understand that it is the presence of God in your life that caused you to eat from the table that God prepares for you in the presence of your enemies. Oh, my God. Oh, Shorosaya. Oh my God, you, got, you need the presence of God because you're going into enemy territory. You can't get to the end zone and have no presence of God. You see, when you're in the end zone, I, I, when you're in his backup, when you're in the red zone, the enemy's, uh, the enemy's uh, activities are going to increase. 
And so you need the presence of God to help you overcome all these, uh, in, uh, all these uh, activities of the enemy because the enemy is going to ramp up his activities in these last days because the Bible did tell you that in these last days uh, darkness is going to increase upon the face of the earth uh, but the light of God is going to shine brighter. You've got to understand that what you're seeing right now on your TV, this is not a joke. The enemy, he is ramping up because he understands that you are in that 20-yard race zone of his goal line and you're about to score a touchdown and he is doing everything that he can to ensure that you do not score a touchdown. You need the presence of God. You dropped it. You dropped the ball when you lost the love of God. If you do not love God, if you do not have the love of God in your heart, at the end of your life, what will you have accomplished? You cannot afford to get to the end zone and have no love in your heart. God said, you cannot love me if you don't love the people that you see. And this is what we're seeing on TV. So many fighting and striving in this nation because we have lost, the, we have lost what it means to love and to be loved. And so I, I just want to read this passage of scripture to you. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 8, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and I give my body to be burned, but do not have any love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers all. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself or puffed up itself. Love does not behave rudely. Love does not seek its own. It's not provoke. Love does not think evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things and hopes all things. And love never fails. But here's the problem. We're getting to the finish line. And we're getting there with no love. We can't afford to let this happen. When you, when you, you see, when you don't like other people of other different nationality and different skin colors, you have lost your ability to love. As a nation, when you look at your own countrymen and begin to hate them and begin to talk about them, you have lost your ability to love. When you look at your own countrymen and begin to fight and strive with them, you have lost your ability to love. So how do you get this ball back? It's time. It's time to call a spiritual time out. It's time to regroup, to, re to plan an another strategy. This is what this pandemic is doing for you. It is giving you time to reflect, to regroup, to reorganize. Time out. Time out. It's time to call a time out. God is giving you a time out. He's giving you time in this pandemic to reorganize your life. This pandemic may be man-made, but God is using it as a time out for his, 
team. Go, oh my God. Shorabasandaya. The Holy Spirit is the greatest coach of all time. Coach of all time. He is undefeated. His team is undefeated. His team is the church of God. And the church of God, you gotta understand that the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. It may look right now like you're going under, but you gotta understand something. You gotta be attacked. You gotta come up under some opposition. You gotta be, you gotta expect that you're gonna get some interception along that hundred yards of football field. You gotta expect that the opposition is waiting for you out there on that football field. When Jesus punted that ball of salvation to you, he said, run that hundred yards. Oh my God, and score on the enemy. I've given you the power, I've given you the authority, and you can take this thing by force. Oh my God, time out, church, time out. The enemy is not supposed to be scoring on us. Remember, we are the body of Christ. Remember, this is the same body that Jesus Christ said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Oh, Jesus, our team is still undefeated. We've been taking a licking, but we're still taking. And the other thing that they like to call when they're trying to get the ball back is something that they call a huddle. Huddle is an action of a team gathering in, in a tight circle, strategizing, motivating, celebrating. Church, it's time to call a huddle. We need to do some regrouping. We need to do some reorganizing. You see, Joshua called a huddle. When he called, he told the children of Israel, say, take up the Ark of the Covenant. And see, I love this because in the huddle, when jo the, the angel came up to Joshua and he said, Joshua, take all the shoes from where off your feet, but the place where you're standing is holy. Let me tell you something. In this pandemic, the place where you're standing is holy. There are angels in this pandemic. Oh my God, somebody. Oh my God. The Holy Ghost is in this pandemic and he's calling a Holy Ghost huddle. He's saying to you, oh my God. I've seen that you're fighting on every side. I've seen that you're struggling on every side. And the angel came to Joshua, and Joshua was a man of war. And Joshua had his sword drawn, and he was ready to run up in Jericho and do, and did, and do what soldiers do. He was ready to fight with his sword. He was ready to fight like a man of war. But the angel came to Joshua, and the angel said, Joshua, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take up the ark of the covenant and I want you to march around the city and I want you nobody speak just march do this for seven days nobody speaking nobody fighting now in today's day and age that looks like a ridiculous thing now in this pandemic God is saying you're not gonna get to heaven the way that you've been trying to get to heaven in this pandemic God is saying, you're not going to get to heaven on your own goodness. God is saying, you're not going to get to heaven by works lest you should boast. God is saying, what you've been doing so far, that's good because that's, how, that's all you know. But I'm sending an angel in the midst of this pandemic to guard you. I'm sending an angel to give you new strategy. So God said, here's a Holy Ghost huddle for you. Oh my God. He's giving you some divine directions. 
He's trying to help you get that ball across the field. He's saying to the American church, I have seen your works. I know all that you do, but I still have something against you because you're tolerating things that are causing you to miss the mark. That's why I had to call this Holy Ghost timeout. That's why I had to call this Holy Ghost huddle because you are tolerating the spirit of Jezebel. You are tolerating sexual immorality. You are tolerating witchcraft and sorcery and divination in the church and you're bringing it in front of me and calling it church. Oh my God, somebody. God doesn't like ugly. That's what you say. But this is ugly when you come up in the house of God and trying to bring sexual perversion before God so that God can bless it. It is ugly when you come up in front of in the house of God and start making prayers to dead people. It is ugly. God doesn't like ugly. So Jesus, Shora Sataya, he punts the ball to you. Now the ball is in our court. What are we going to do with it? We got a mandate to run this ball to the end. We have to run this ball to score a touch. And Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. No, 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 no. Not preach a, a, a success. No, no, no. Not preach prosperity. Yes, all of those things will come. But Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel news is this. You have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we are sitting on this side of the football field trying to figure out how we're going to get to eternal life, how we're going to get back to God. And we didn't have any pathway because the enemy had blocked us. And Jesus came and he gave us the great, greatest kickoff ever. And he said, listen, I paid the penalty for you. I paid the penalty for you. Now you can take this salvation and run it across this football field. And listen, you're not going to get there by yourself. And, and, and you're going to need all of your receivers. You're going to need all of your team players to help you get across this field. I know this message might be going on a little bit longer. But I got to get it for you. I got to get this out for you. I got to get out what God is trying to say to you in this season. Because see, I know you're going to mess up. Oh my God. I know you're going to mess up. Because see, the problem is you're still thinking that you're fighting against people when you're really fighting against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness. You're still thinking that you're scoring against people when God is saying that you are, you are trying to score against demons and devils. Oh, my God. Stop fighting with people. People are not your enemy. Understand that if someone comes up against you, there's a, they are controlled by a spirit that is not the spirit of God. And so you're not fighting with that person. You're fighting with a spirit. See, something, another thing in this kickoff to touchdown called downs. There will be opportunities to get the ball across the, 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 the end, to the end zone. But the problem is you're going to drop the ball. And, and, and when you drop the ball, 
here's the problem. You get more than one chance to get it down. And I, I don't know, I can't explain all these downs to you, but I know they have a first down and 10 and a second down and, and four or whatever. But you see, every time you get a down and, and if, you, if you score, you're, you, if you use your downs correctly, your downs are chances to get the ball across the field. You get more chances. So here, here God is saying, I'm the God of the first, the third, the fourth chances. I'm giving you chances after chances to get this ball across the field. You can't afford to miss it. God gave the children of Israel 40 years in the wilderness and they kept getting chances and chances to get it right. And God is saying to you, it's your turn. And here's the one thing, and I'm closing, I'm, I'm almost done, but I want you to know this. There's two end zones. And the worst thing that can happen is that you're trying to score in your own end zone. My God, you can't score in your own end zone. When the disciples and Jesus said, the disciples uh, uh, said to Jesus, he said, Lord, do you want us to command fire from heaven and consume them uh, uh, just as Elijah did? And this is what Jesus answered. He turned and he rebuked them. He said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy man's life, but to save them. And here's the problem. We, because we don't understand that there are two end zones. We're busy trying to score in our own end zone. We're fighting against our own flesh and blood. We're fighting one another. We're backbiting one another. We're devouring one another as a nation. And, that, and that's the problem. You see that Capitol Hill riot was people trying to score in the wrong end zone. They were trying to score on their own countrymen. Listen, united we stand, but divided we fall. You cannot expect all of us are American. Black, white, blue, brown, yellow, you are American. How come are you trying to fight against your own country? You are trying to touch down in the wrong end zone. What you should do is unite together and fight the common enemy. Who is your common enemy? The devil is your common enemy. You got to unite. Here's the thing. Since you didn't score a touchdown, it's time to pick up the ball from where you left it. It's time for you to score the touchdown God's way. You finish your course. You're going to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You are able to live life. Oh, you're not able to live life over again. So you might as well get it done God's way. I told you at the beginning of this message that God in this pandemic is saying that there is a great crossover. But there, before there can be a crossover, there will be a Passover. And both of these things represent death. So if I were you, I would get my heart right. Get your heart right. Get your spirit right. Check your spirit. Because the Bible says we got we to gotta test the spirit. We don't know what spirit we're of. In 2020, we saw thousands of death. But my concern is that they did, it's not, it's not that they died, but I'm wondering which end of the end zone did they cross over? In this pandemic, there's a whole generation dying in the wilderness. 
They did not cross over. They did not make it to the end zone. They did, they, but they, they, they were not able to score a touchdown. They completely missed it. They came close but they missed it. They saw the plagues, but they missed it. They came through the Red Sea, but they missed it. They lived through the Egyptian slavery, but they missed it. They ate manna in the wilderness, but they missed it. They saw the miracles in the wilderness, but they missed it. And I'm wondering, is that you? You are right at the goal line. Don't fail to take your shot. This is your chance to take your shot. And if you feel that you're in your end zone and you have not scored a touchdown, it's still not too late. Let us go back in our minds and find out where we dropped the ball. Let us return to God. Come with me. Let us get rid of the striving, the hatefulness, the bickering, the backbiting, and the divisiveness. And let us return to God with all of our hearts. Let's score a touchdown. If you hear this message and it has spoke to, to your heart in any kind of way, and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray with me and invite him to come into your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner. I recognize, Lord God, that I can only be saved by grace through faith. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I accept the price that you paid for my sin. Make me your disciple. Make me yours today in Jesus' name. And as we end this, I know that America is in a place where there's so much division. And what it's going to take is unity in prayer. And let's, 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 let's invite uh, our, our prayer warrior that has been praying on the side with us all these days. She's been praying for America with, through all of these videos that we're making for you. And I know something is being released on the inside of her as she pray. Because she is a woman of prayer. She's a woman of power. Oh my God. And so as you welcome her, welcome her to the battlefield. Welcome her. Oh, Shandorosaya. Oh, God. Because she's about to break some things off of you. She's about to help you score a touchdown. You see, when we stand together united, we can score touchdowns after touchdowns on the enemy. Oh, my God. I got her back, and she's got my back. And together, we can score these touchdowns. Oh, Thank you, oh, God. Hallelujah, God. Oh God, as we stand in a place of intercession for this great nation, my heart wails, Lord God. My heart feels your heart, Lord God. I thank you for an opportunity to just cry for this great nation you placed us in, Lord God. I thank you for an opp another opportunity, oh God, to lift my voice as a trumpet in Zion, God. I thank you, oh God, that we are going to have victory, oh God. That's all you've ever wanted, God, is for us to have victory in you, Lord God. That our victory didn't come in our own hands, oh God. It didn't come, oh God, because 
because we decided to do something great, God. But we decided to take that salvation offer that was just presented, oh God. We decided to love on you. We decided to give your name, oh God, the great honor that it deserves, oh God. I thank you, oh God, that this is a season, oh God, where we're gonna get in the end zone. God, we're laying aside all shame, all weights that the enemy called against us, oh God. We're going to live according to holiness and righteousness, Lord God. We're going to sink our teeth into the word of God. We're going to eat it, the whole stroll, Lord God. And God, we thank you, oh God, that we will be patient, oh God. And remember, oh God, that you begin a good work in us, Lord God, and it's going to come to fruition, oh God. Uh, this nation, oh God, has not been put to shame, oh God, but you are giving us another opportunity to live and love in you, God. You're bringing back our joy. You're bringing back our strength, Lord God. We're going to see the heavens open again, Lord God, because we're not faint, oh God. You're going to give us enduring spirit in this season, Lord God. And even if they try to muzzle our voice, Lord God, I thank you that we're strong and mighty in you, Lord God. We are good together, Lord God. This is the three-strand cord, oh God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we believe you. We're going to trust you. We're going to know you. Our faith is in you. I thank you, oh God, that we're coming out of the box, Lord God. Thank you for your leadership, oh God, in this season. For those pastors, those leaders, even the leader over Jesus strong, Lord God, I thank you, oh God, that they're not giving up. They're not throwing in the towel. They're going to speak what you say. And this word of prayer is for those leaders, oh God, that say they don't know which way to go in this hour, but heavenly wisdom is about to come down. It's going to come down because they're going into the end zone. This end zone is for your sheep, God. Those that are called according to your purposes that are not looking to the right nor the left, but they are purpose driven. They have a keen vision and a keen eyesight on what you want them to do in this hour. And God, I thank you that as they lament, they just cry before you day and night. Day and night they keep crying. They keep seeking your face, God. Let their labor not be in vain. If they, if they just save one soul, God, I thank you, God, that it will be the encouragement that they need to keep plowing, keep digging, keep being, oh God, excited in their spirit. Because sometimes, God, we just need a hope, a glimmer of hope, Lord God. And so in this season, I thank you that you will give them a hope that they will get a text, oh God, that they will get an email, Lord God, that they will get something from you, oh God, that they can grab a hold to and never let you go, Lord God. I thank you, oh God, that in this nation, you're able to loose bands of wickedness in this hour. There have been bands of wickedness over this nation, Lord God, and the enemy has been behind it all. He's used men, oh God, hallelujah, to stir this nation away. And Lord God, hallelujah, we thank you, oh God, that there is a faithful God that sees our ways, sees my ways, sees your ways, that is listening to this and hear my voice. The Lord, oh God, he 
is able to take away your shame. He's able to take away your past. He's able to take away every curse that you have said that it has to be the same. It will no longer be the same. You're going in the end zone. You're going to speak what thus said the Lord. You're going to give your whole life over to the Lord. You can do it. This is the word that you need to hear on today that says, great is our God. Nothing is impossible with him. Keep moving. Keep growing. Let the word set in your heart so that you will not have to be put to shame. The enemy wanted you to give up because of what has happened to you, but you're not going to do it. You're going to laugh your way through it. And I thank you for the hands of glory that's about to come over your house right now. Even as you play this word over and over again, it may have to settle in your spirit. But as you play this word over and over again that's been given to you I plead the blood of Jesus over you and I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will come over you the comforter the one that has a word of teaching for you each and every day that you will submit yourself to him I pray over your families uh, those that are sick right now those oh God hallelujah that is ravished with this disease and everything that comes along with this pandemic you said that you are healer so we're going to believe you for healing. We're going to believe you for financial success. The gospel has always been preached, God, and it has always loosed bands of wickedness. So whatever needs to be loosed in your home today, give it over to the Lord. Give it to him, and he'll gladly take it. He'll gladly show you which direction to go, where do you need to speak, where do you need to seek him more, where you need to turn some things loose that you hold on to too tightly, oh God. Oh God, sometimes dropping the ball may be a good thing, God, because as you drop the ball, God can pick, you can pick us up. So whatever you need to do to pick us up after we've dropped this ball, Lord, God, I thank you that you're ready and willing to carry us. You're ready and willing to sit with us. Oh God, men may get tired of us sometimes, tired of hearing our voice, tired of walking with us, but God, you're not like man. Oh God, you do not lie and you never leave us and you never forsake us. So I thank you for the balls that you allowed to be dropped so that you can pick us up, so that you can show us, oh God, that you don't care how long it takes, God, you are going to stay with us until we get in that end zone, Lord God. Bless your holy name. We give you the highest praise, God. We will not stop praising you in the city, in the field, wherever we go, Lord God. It's in us, God. And keep producing the fire in us so that we won't give up, God, lifting up your name. We thank you, God. This is a holy place because we called on your name. Keep the places that we cry out to you everywhere we go and we call out on your name, that we take the spirit, that it will keep being a holy place for you. We take back every city in America for your glory. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray and we say hallelujah. Mm, grateful, God. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, oh, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's a great, great day to be your child. Great day to be your child. Oh, we're your disciples, oh, God. 
We your disciples, oh God, thank you, oh God. And we ask you for more wisdom in our heavenly language, Lord God. I see a season coming, Lord God, where it's gonna be pressure on us to choose you, to choose who we will serve. So God, I ask you, oh God, give us strength. Let us be not dismayed that we are not the usual, that we're not the same as everyone else. But I bless you, Lord God, that we're your peculiar children and we will continue to love on you and have the grace. You're extending grace for us right now. And it's moving us out of our comfort zones. It's moving us, God, hallelujah, out of the places where we thought we wanted to be. And now we're going to be in the divine places of order that you called us to be. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name.